0: And welcome to Smart Businesses Do This. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about how to leverage local marketing and uh, grow your business in a local area, which of course is nine times out of 10, a completely untapped area because your local businesses don't tend to be as sophisticated as the national ones. I am joined by three incredible experts in this area. Um, I'm going to let them introduce themselves. If You guys wouldn't mind sharing your name and what it is that you do. You are listening to Smart Businesses Do This, the podcast show for freelancers, side hustlers, and upcoming small business owners who want to transform their current business or business idea into a company that is built to succeed, simple to run, and gives you the freedom to live your life on your own terms. I'm your host, Adam Lyons. Let's get started.
1: My name is Pompeyo Chavez. I am a uh, physician here in Bastrop, Texas and uh, I have two different practices. So one is uh, a medical practice that primarily targets preventive cardiovascular health as well as, you know, the usual the usual taking care of uh, uh, medical problems and another one that focuses more on prevention. Um, looking into the wellness aspect and how to, you know, regenerate our bodies. Uh, So they're prime um, for this preventive uh, journey that we should be all in. Love that. And uh, Remy
2: yeah my name is Remy Saldivar. Uh, so I'm what's called a phone flipper so basically I buy and sell iPhones mainly in my local area for profit so uh, I saw so- I run ads locally in my area buy phones from just regular people and uh, what I do is I go around and I flip them uh, mainly on eBay and I've been doing this since uh, 2020 and I make about six figures after taxes it's awesome Hey,
3: uh, good morning. I'm Andrew Kloster, um, military veteran, construction background, and recently moved to Texas about 16 months ago to open a solar company. And I'm funding my solar company startup, which is going to be a nationwide service to contractors. So I'm building a platform to help HVAC and roofing contractors have a solar option. And to fund that, I am a roofing contractor and remodeler in the Dallas-Fort Worth and Austin area. Dude, that's
0: awesome. Awesome. And I just want to remind everyone today's episode is brought to you by The Working Vacation. You can find it at workingvacation.com where we teach people how to find balance between their family life and actually get more work done in a single week than they normally get done in six months. If you'd like to learn more about that, then go and check out our sponsor. So local marketing. The coolest thing about local marketing is that the customers are close. It's really easy to meet up with them in person if you have any issues. And yet somehow people completely neglect the fact. Um, I was running the numbers for one of my businesses. We own a a Dungeons and Dragons retail store. And that Dungeons and Dragons retail store, I mean, it's literally downstairs. Uh, We ran the numbers. If we looked at the national averages of people that play Dungeons and Dragons, we would have just in our local area alone, 1,500 players, which is far more than we can fit into a tiny little shop. So being able to target locally is so powerful and important. How do you guys go about marketing your business, and letting people know you exist. Andrew, why don't you start? Because I know you've been very busy the last 24 hours. Yeah, yeah. So, um,
3: as a startup, and like I said, moving to the Dallas-Fort Worth area just 16 months ago, I started with Ground Zero, Zero Relationships. Um, So, my main initial tactic was uh, guerrilla marketing, old school guerrilla marketing. Um, But what I did was a little twist on it. I did a lot of study on direct mail. Uh, The largest direct mail campaign, Uh, company in the U.S. is quite expensive and they have a three and a half percent return rate on their direct mailers. So um, I learned from a gentleman that has a psychology and marketing background on a different aspect of direct mail. So we do a combination of networking events locally. Um, Instead of the regular door knocking, which a lot of people just are, they get offended by people knocking on their doors. They don't have a trust level. We use a scouting tool where we can map um, our, our target market I use Zillow to get my prime home location. So I want a target customer, if I want to remodel your home, I need you to have the income and a home nice enough where you want to invest money in it. So I use Zillow to overlay a storm map. So I know a storm hit my target client. So they have a 200,000 plus household income, a 500,000 plus home and a recent storm. So that means they may have storm damage on our home. That's my entry. So then I scout that. With an app that I can mark each home, I can extract that data, I can direct mail them. But we also leave letters behind. Um, that's our initial contact and our branding. What's the app that you're using? If you don't want me share Yeah. It? So it's a storm app. It's called Interactive Hail Maps, and they have an app called Hail Recon. It uses NOAA data, so it's verifiable storm data. It's instant day of storm because it gathers from the weather stations. But they also extract the public data. So when I pin that home, I know who owns it, how old they are. A lot of time, I get an email and a cell phone right there that I extract to a CSV file, and then I can mail merge and do my direct mailers. I did the math, I can direct mail in-house, stamp, envelope, print the letter, 75 cents a letter. I use only black and white, no logo and hand sign in blue ink. The psychology of that is if you get a colorful postcard in the mail, where does it go? Trash. trash. You get a letter in the mail addressed to you in blue ink with a stamp on it and it's black and white. You're going to read. Even if you crumple it up, you're going to get my name or my sales rep's name and our company. You've got a branding impression.
0: Now, what I love about this, this is the whole point, right? The smart businesses do this. What he's doing is he's doing a, a direct mail campaign, sending people actual... Uh, you know, direct physical envelopes. But unlike most people, they canvass an area. This is targeted. Specific houses. These houses, their addresses are in Zillow. He knows exactly where they are. He knows what the home is worth. And he knows that a storm went straight through. This is so powerful because it's not 75 cents for every single address in an area. It's 75 cents per home targeting maybe a thousand homes that are not only likely to be a home that has damage, but likely to be able to afford his services. This is absolute genius and what I love about this, this is the epitome of working smart, not working hard. How about you, Dr. Chavez?
1: How uh, how do you handle your local marketing? Well, I, to start with, um, you know, four years ago, I decided to change a little bit my, my medical practice. So I had already um, established clientele, but it was a kind of a daring proposition. You know, in the town I was uh, going to propose to in a membership-based uh, medical practice. And at the same time, I had identified that that, you know, to to be able to, to do this successfully, you know, I'll have, I also had to bring um, to patients, you know, the other part that's usually untaught for, which is, you know, the wellness aspect of it. Um, so for me, it was more of an educational approach, right? It was not necessarily saying, I'm going to sell this, I'm going to give you that. It was educating the patient why they needed the people, why they needed that. And once I was able to re- generate the value on my proposition, then that's gonna make it successful. And I delivered the results. So it was kind of the offer initial through education and then delivering the results through each one patient. And then it was word of mouth. But there was also an important part where is where do you find people that are interested to invest themselves in what you're offering? And, um, you know, a small town like ours, it's usually, you know, health facilities and health facilities like gyms. Gyms are a lot of areas where you can get people that, you know, they're going to the gym, they have some investment in health. Right. And um, and obviously there's other parts which are specialists and other doctors that really recommended things but didn't have the time to speak to their patients about all these other things. So just kind of make it known or proposition what we could offer and how we could complement what we're trying to achieve. So I think for for us, it was primarily education. You know, educating the people, educating the specialists, educating the other places and creating a broad network that then that can refer to us. And obviously for us, the important thing at the end was delivering the results. I wanted anybody that came to me to in a month, two months, three months they come back and said I feel better you know we identified this we dodged the bullet you know so that was the whole thing and then take it to the next step okay I'm feeling well now you know I want to do this to look better I want to do this to take it to the next level and we had that offering for them as well what what blows me away about this I want to credit where credit is due here there are
0: very few business owners I think that are gonna be like man I'm gonna bring in my my local doctor to come and talk to you guys so I want to share some things about Dr. Chavez that are not gonna to be apparent straight away. Number one, the dude drives a sick car. Like it's a McLaren, right? It's, no, it's a Corvette. It's a Corvette. Dude, a Corvette. Yeah, sorry. It's a Corvette. It's amazing. It's a beautiful car. You guys do check this guy's car. I've seen it parked a couple of times. I'm like, so he's clearly successful. Next, in a world where people are trying to think about how do I save costs in medicine, he has a membership fee on top of his fees and everyone's happy to pay it. But that's also identifying people that have welfare within the area, but as someone who is an active subscriber and I get no money for promoting this guy, this is somebody that texts me at 7 p.m. on a Sunday when I haven't reached out to let me know that he's looked at my results and wanted to make sure that I hear about the results instantly. I can't think of any other physician I've ever had in my entire life that is messaging me on their private time via text message <coughs> or when I'm really sick and I text him and I'm like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm feeling really rough. And, and for everyone here, it's allergies are a thing that like destroy me. I don't want to leave my house when I have allergies because just walking to my car is a problem. And he's like, you don't need to leave your house. It's okay. I'm going to set up a prescription, have somebody go get it. We're going to hook you up. But the biggest thing of all, um, my health secrets are two people They're both in the room. One is Dr. Chavez and the other is Lanelle Beckles from Occam's Fitness. Between the two of them and Dr. Chavez's evidence here, Dr. Chavez does a wellness test every single year. It's a full in-body scan health analysis. Two years ago they analyzed me uh, pre-diabetic, uh, cholesterol issues, a whole bunch of things that were going on. One year later after following what Dr. Chavez gave me and Lanelle gave me, clean bill of health completely. All, Not just reversed, got on in a single year of following what these two people said. I am so wary of doctors, wellness people, health professionals. I have trained with some of the best personal fitness trainers in the world. I have never felt this good, this healthy and had a clean medical scan that comes back and says, not, hey, you got to watch this, but just, nope, you're great. Continue on. Everything's great. And that's just (laughs) phenomenal. And that's thanks to these two people. So, um, you know, Linnell's in the room if you guys get a chance to talk to him. But yeah, Dr. Chavez is, is incredible. You should all take a moment and talk to him. So that's my, uh, my endorsement and that's 100% true. Um, let's continue on though. Uh, Remy, how about you? For local marketing and research, how do you go about doing things?
2: Yeah, so uh, like I was saying earlier, I'm a phone flipper. So I buy and sell iPhones for profit. Uh, I mainly do this out of my house. So, you know, I, and uh, when I first started, I didn't have a whole lot of money for advertising, a big budget or anything. So um, I've been doing this for about six years. What I do now isn't what I did back then. It's completely like changing and evolving, and what was old becomes new again. So, um, you know, with local business marketing, it's you got to kind of like try everything and then figure out what works, and then sometimes it'll work and it'll stop. So, right now, I run, I run Facebook ads. Um, I've been doing Facebook ads for about eight years. Um, I used to run it like worldwide, you know, when I was doing like e-commerce and Shopify, doing it local was just like really weird. Cause I was like, there's not a lot of people. Like to me, it was a small number. I'm thinking it's like 1.5 million in my city when I'm used to like millions and millions and millions of people. So I was like, I don't know if this thing's gonna work. I tried it and it worked. So uh, right now I mainly just run Facebook ads. And are the Facebook ads to buy phones or to sell them? To buy phones. Get so it? basically I just run ads letting people know in my city that I buy iPhones and it's as simple as just Throwing some money on the table, I throw a phone on there, and I just write with my finger. I buy iPhones, or I might just do some. Tips. So the video is you throwing a phone on the table and some money, just I'm saying I buy phones. Ugly ads, ugly ads work. Like just yeah. real. Like if I the fancier I get, like if I did some graphics like this, you know, this is really cool. It looks good, by the way. But if I, if I tried it for my market for local, it's not gonna work. It's the nicest way anyone's ever told my stuff. Shit. I love it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I like it. Yeah. But it's, I like it. But it's not gonna make you money. But
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> but yeah, but local local stuff like people people want to connect with a real person, you know. Like if you're doing like roofs, you know, like make it look like a real dude. Like they want to call or get a hold of this guy, you know, and try to make it look as authentic as possible. So that's that's kind of like like what I do. I like your I like
0: your analogy. The way my brain works is when I hear an idea, I can populate it into other ideas. So I'm imagining his ad would be him sitting on top of a roof and there's one tile missing and he holds a bottle of water and prepares to drip it over that thing, right? And he's just like, hey, if I do this, how would you feel? By the way, it's gonna rain soon, call
3: me. Yes, so I will capitalize on that. I've um, been I've been getting educated on social media and building a personal brand, and I learned it from a gentleman named Chris Zizzo. Yep, um, he, he really made an impact on me this last year. Build your personal brand, not your company brand. So every time that I'm on a roof, and I've started training my team with a homeowner or on a roof, take pictures, take videos, post it on Facebook, post it on Instagram. I've done three roofs, and actually now have a real estate investment group that uses me exclusively from Facebook posts yesterday headed to Adam's house I got my first Instagram roof. It's awesome. So it, it does work authentic and being
0: consistent. Yeah. And I think that's a thing like we often see with, with local brands, they focus on look at my building, look at the sign. And I know why signs are expensive. Fuck. Like, trust me. I've, I have a physical store. When you get a quote for how much is it going to be to put a sign outside my building? They're like, well, the prices start at $25,000. You're what for a light on a sign that you print. Are you kidding me? I buy one on Amazon for my house for a hundred bucks. But if it's outside and it's a sign and suddenly it's like $20,000. So when you spend $20,000 on a sign and someone says, we need to come up with an idea for an ad. You're like, I've got the best idea ever. I just spent 20 grand on this sign. Let's make the ad that sign. But that's not what the users want to see. The users want to see what you're actually doing. I'll share something really cool with you guys. Um, I've mentioned this before, but for our Dungeons and Dragons store, the way that we marketed it was really simple. We created seven. different ads each ad was filmed in the store over three hours we filmed 17 ads in three hours and they all had exactly the same concept with one tweak the concept was here's what we have in the store if you come in the store we'll give you a free gift as long as you reference the ad our thinking was a single free gift is two dollars from us the retail value of that's five bucks so we're giving somebody something worth five dollars for physically coming to the store it's a tiny little Dungeons and Dragons miniature and they can choose what one they want You want a dragon, it's a dragon. You want a a knight, it's a knight. It's whatever you want it to be. Our cost is two bucks. Think of that as an ad cost, $2 per lead. It's totally worth it. The average person in our store spends $40 every time they spend or $400 per month. Again, know your numbers. So I know I spend $2 and if that person becomes a customer for life, it's $400 a month for the rest of their life. Totally worth it. Each ad of the 17 ads has a different concept, which is a different start. One of the starts is, your kids are spending time on their video games every day, and they're not developing social skills. Introducing Bastrop Games and Hobbies. And then another one was, do you wanna spend more quality time with your kids? How about you sit around and learn how to paint together? We have painting classes at Bastrop Games and Hobbies, right? And it was different ideas. The ad that crushed of all 17, in case you don't wanna make 17 ads, I'll tell you. It's Did you know that in your town is a Dungeons & Dragons store? Let me show you how to find it. And then we walked with a camera from a well-known location to our shop which takes like 20 seconds. And so we sped that bit up and then we're like, welcome to Bastrop Games and Hobbies. And the rest of the ad was exactly the same. Come in the store, get a free miniature. That ad crushed everything else. You'll be surprised how often the best local ad is just gonna be, by the way, I exist. Here's how to find me. And here's your free gift if you reach out. Now this is the the magic sauce. Every local town has a local movie theater. Those local movie theaters have ad rates to put an ad in front of every single movie they ever play. The rate on those ads, you will crap your pants when I tell you that to be three ads from the movie starting, as in it's my ad, two other ads, and then the movie, which is everyone sitting in their seat. I mean, this is prime time for people to be there to be watching, 350 bucks a month. year every year we were so impressed we bought two of them so we have a 30 second slot everyone else has 15 second slots i'm like let's be ballers let's pay 700 bucks and just like show everyone that we're wealthy right so for 700 bucks a month our ad is twice as long as everyone else's. it plays 30 seconds before the movie starts and that ad plays on every film shown in the only movie theater in our town we get people walk in every day. Hey, I saw the ad in front of the movie. What do they say? Can I come and claim my free gift? We give them a reason to walk into the store. So for any of you, you could think about like, what is a gift I could give somebody that has a really small value that I can play on the beginning of every movie in my local town and have them come. Now this gets even better because you you start to build a relationship. I mean, we pay double what anyone else does for ads, right? I mean, that's kind Kinda cool. So the local movie theater now is open to partnering for events. They're open to us using their space after hours. They're open to a lot of other things that are not normally available. When we first went to see our ad, we rocked up with 20 people because we're like, we want to watch our ad, and we turned up. And the people there were like, okay, 20 tickets are going to cost this much. Go, yeah, but we paid for the ad. And the person behind the counter is like, one moment, let me go check. And they went, pulled out the manager. The manager came out and said, you one of the ad people? Like, yeah. Go, yeah, it's fine. Go watch a movie. We watch a movie for free. Calculate 20 times, test 200 bucks. That's great. It was totally worth it. So, and I'm not gonna say they're gonna do that for all of you, but they totally did for us. So that local advertising is so cool that if you guys get the opportunity to utilize your local movie theater, I think it will really, really dominate. So let's talk about maybe something that's gone wrong for you guys and how you've managed to fix it. Like, What is a big disaster uh, that you did for local marketing and then you managed to turn it around and fix it? which one <laughs> yeah, right. exactly if you can share yeah. up because of course one of the best ways to learn is from somebody else's mistakes so you just don't have to make that mistake
2: yeah yeah um, so the the first thing that comes to mind is putting putting you know all your eggs in one basket i basically depended on one platform for all my leads and then overnight uh i got shadow banned and and blocked on that platform on craigslist i was doing paid ads on craigslist and just overnight my whole business was gone you know i had built my whole business on that platform so uh, immediately had to scramble and and figure out where am i going to get more leads from so um I switched over to Facebook and you think I would have been smarter and been like, you know, I got, I, you know, I would have remembered Craigslist, but no, I depended all on Facebook and then they did it again to me. <laughs> so you know, it, it takes me like a couple times for me to actually learn. So get if if you're gonna if you're you know doing local business marketing just have a game plan like right now you just gave me an idea for ads for uh, a movie theater like i already got like when they got to silence their phones i'm gonna figure out a way to tell them to sell me their phones so yeah you know what's
0: better than silencing your phone
2: getting money for it here
0: at phone flippers we will pay you to shut your phone off for good and let you buy a better one
2: (laughs) i'm gonna i want a recording yeah
0: of course Uh, what, what platforms are you using right now just so that everyone can potentially use them
2: yeah yeah uh so I have, I got Facebook, Craigslist, uh, marketplace Facebook groups, uh, is a good one. Um, where else am I doing? Offer up. I, I'm doing a new thing where I'm actually going and I'm kind of going like grassroots on this. And I, I, I didn't think I would ever need to do this, but I mean, it, it's, it works. Uh, I'm going around with business cards now, you know, business cards are like an old thing. So what's old becomes new again. Yep. So I started giving out business cards. I'm going to like all these local, uh, phone stores not like big ones at&t and stuff but like just local places i'm just handing out my cards and like the funny thing is like you would think if i go into a t-mobile store and i give them my card i'm like hey i buy iphones it'll be like man get out of here you know your competition but they actually see me as a way of providing value to their their existing customers because um they can't do trade-ins on certain phones the phone can't be cracked or it can't be damaged like i buy them like batteries bad or the the charge port's bad Camera's bad, so it's helping them to serve their customer because they're like, "Sorry, we can't do anything for your phone, but this guy can," and then now they look like a hero. That's so, really So cool. I'm doing that and I figured it out by accident. So I'm
0: going with it. I, I love that. That's really, really strong guys, right? That grassroots. It's funny enough, we use the same thing. We have business cards as well. Our business card is the coupon you can exchange to get a free miniature. You actually don't need to. You can just say you saw the ad, but if you walk in with a business card, that's key. And again, our employees have those business cards. And if they see somebody out and about like a kid and they think they might be good for Dungeons and Dragons, like, hey, you want a free miniature? Take this business card into our store. Nice. And that works I like really that. well. So yeah. I, I like this, a combination of direct marketing with local marketing. You gotta remember that tried and tested direct marketing crushes. If you can physically get somebody into the habit of walking into your facility, it's over. I, I already know that uh, Dr. Chavez has really, really cool protein chips, by the way. If you if you don't know what protein chips are, these things are amazing. It's 15 grams of protein in a bag of Doritos. I, I just cannot recommend them enough. But I don't know if you're doing this already, but I would totally have business cards like, hey, come and get a bag of protein chips and walk them in. So anyway, Dr. Chavez is now going to shed. The biggest or one of the pains you've had with local marketing A mistake and how you fixed it.
1: Yeah, I've uh, over time, I hang up with a lot of uh, people that had an MBA. I said, I have my MBA too, which is masters of being around. I've made every single mistake possible. (laughs) Um, So when we started, you know, we were naive and uh, we were very empowered and uh, wanted to be be successful quickly. And we thought that the people around us were very honest and kind of led us the right way. And in the business of aesthetics and wellness, you know, you have a lot of the technology and the uh, uh, websites and all that and probably that was the biggest most expensive mistake we make was to listen and not do our due diligence before and you know we got you know we got presented with all these uh, um, sales programs and you know how we're going to pay for uh, pay by click and all these different things and posting in social platforms and we'll do it for you there's less work Uh, the truth of the matter is you have to do the work you have to do the research you know you need to know what you have to what you want to post what you want to direct, don't let anybody else do it for you because they'll charge you an arm and a leg and you're not gonna see the results you want. And the other thing is being in a smaller town, you know, direct mail back in the day was a big thing. We did direct mail, that yielded nothing. So um, we, we learned from that. So now all our, all our efforts are after due diligence, after looking at our software, looking at our demographics, looking at what people like, want to consume, you know, the services we offer, that they are they're looking for, and we direct our marketing that way. And um, especially for the for the aesthetics part, we are relaunching all our brand in social media, and that's something that you know just as we heard is you have to be the face for. And uh, a lot of times it's hard, right? Not everybody has the um, you know the, the ability to be facing the camera, and you know you have to kind of walk out of your comfort zone, put yourself out there, and kind of be the face of your business. So that is hugely important. So we are revamping all the platforms, the platforms that are very important for us in that world are, you know, Instagram, Facebook has kind of fallen a little bit on that second stage. And um, the one that's really, really strong is TikTok. And it's kind of a different kind of uh, beast to tame. So that's something that we are learning our ropes in, but that's where our efforts are at, at this point. I love that. That's really, really cool. Um, and you, Mr. Andrew. Hey, so
3: one thing I want to say about what Dr. Savage just said, I'm having great success with direct mail. He did didn't. So you have to know your niche and you have to know your client. There's a difference in clients there. I'm, I'm going to throw away a direct mail about, Hey, get, come get your heart checked out or whatever it is maybe, but I just had a storm and I get something about my roof. It's it's clickable. So you have to know your market. And, you know, Ramey's doing Facebook ads. I um, also want to touch on what he said about paying people. You're getting overloaded by search engine optimization, Google ads, and we can do it for you. And if they don't know your market, they're not going to be able to help you because every market is a little bit different, every um every niche is a little bit different. Um, my biggest failure in the last year was not having the follow-up systems in place for my sales rep. I decided, look, I want to take a chance on an event. So I went to a fall festival in North Texas, set up a booth, very low cost. Um, we did great. I walked away with 28 solar leads from the N6. Hours, I didn't have the back end system in place for the follow up. I screwed up. I was like, ah, we need to get leads. It'll be easy to manage. But when your reps are commission-driven and you don't have what's in place for them to be successful, you're actually doing a disservice to them, a disservice to your company, and they didn't have the ability to follow up correctly and then it all fell on my shoulders. So it's just like building a house. Um, I learned from somebody that's very, very, very good in business to when you're starting a company, you still want to build your company like you have a thousand employees and it's duplicatable, have your systems, operations, and procedures in place. have your documentation in place, then go get your leads or else you're going to fail and then you're going to have a bad reputation because you didn't perform just like Dr. Chavez said. You have the value offer, but if you don't bring the value, then you're not going to be successful.
0: I I had a a situation yesterday with a client I'm working with. Uh, They've got a sales team, four sales reps, and uh, I had them do a hundred reach outs yesterday to two clients that they've spoken to in the past or leads. This morning, I look at the messages and they've received about 20 replies to 400 reach outs and they go okay do you want us to reach out to 400 more I'm like yes and everyone that didn't reply I'm gonna need you to send them a message I'm like why they didn't reply I was like I really want to help you understand this about follow-up I want you to imagine that you haven't spoken to your cousin in, in two years and you send to your cousin hey haven't spoken to you in a while just want to see if you're gonna to come to Thanksgiving this year we'd love to have you there how's life and they don't reply Are you gonna be like, well, guess they don't wanna come? Or are you gonna be like, yo, are you okay? I, I sent you a message inviting you to Thanksgiving this year. I know we haven't spoken for a while, but is everything cool? Like, do they hate you now? Do they hate the rest of your family? Are they going through bad times? Did they shut down their social media? Are they sick? Are they in hospital? Did they have an accident? When you're doing follow-up, don't think, how am I making money? Think, how is the other human doing? This, once upon a time, was somebody that gave you their contact information to stay in touch with you for your help, because when you're in sales, you're fulfilling needs, even if that need is helping them buy the coolest new gadget that they want. It's still a need, and once upon a time, they thought you were the person they should talk to. So you wanna make sure your salespeople know that it isn't follow-up to make sales, it's follow-up to check in that the human being is okay. It's totally okay if you reach out to 400 people and you get 400 people say, hey, no, just so you know, I'm not coming to Thanksgiving. Totally acceptable. What is unacceptable is 400 people don't reply because something could be wrong. And as a human, you want to check in. Yo, what's up? Is everything cool? said that to the sales reps this morning from yesterday's follow-up and they were like, we've never thought of our customers that way. And I was like, that is terrifying to me that you never thought of them as humans. Like, why are they not replying? Yeah, so again, your goal is to message them until they reply, but to check in as a human, like, yo, are you okay? Is everything good? And that's where you're going to get the best follow-up. And then you can be like, look, I get it if you don't want to come on Thanksgiving or you don't want to come and get your wellness checked or whatever it is that you're selling, but at least just let me know. Tell me no so I know that you're okay. And that will be probably one of the biggest, uh, biggest things that you guys can do. So um, I hope that everyone watching this, I hope you guys have enjoyed it uh, for everyone live. What do you guys think of these guys? Give them a round of applause. (laughs) To finish up, if people want to, you know, maybe copy some of your campaigns and see where you guys are, what's the best way for them to find you on social media, on websites? Where should they go?
3: Um, Instagram, A Kloster, K-L-O-S-T-E-R 67 and Facebook, Andrew Kloster. Love
1: it. For me, the best way, is, uh, just uh, feel free to send me an email, and uh, my email is pchavez at or drchavez at mdvip.com. Nice.
2: Yeah, for me, I'm on pretty much every social platform, so just Remy Saldivar, R-E-M-Y, Saldivar, S-A-L-D-I-V-A-R. I'm everywhere.
0: And uh, for everyone here, you should go and check them out, because one of the coolest things about local marketing, even if you're in a completely different area, you can just copy a successful campaign from these guys as a test. And that's three different brands, three different you can copy apply in your town and that may just work and crush it thank you all so much for everyone here please go check out workingvacation.com to see if it's right for you we'd love to see you there and uh, that's it from us here at smart businesses do this thanks guys now if you're new to the podcast and you want to learn more about how to build a smart business then the absolute best place to start is with my smart blueprint ebook Over 10,000 people have already gone through the book, and it's one of the most comprehensive resources on strategically building and growing your business that you can find anywhere for free. Just visit thesmartblueprint.com forward slash ebook to grab a free copy. And I'll see you on the next episode of Smart Businesses Do This.